You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 43rd episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. And today I have a very special guest, Denise Dobb. Denise is a lot of things to me. She started as my brother's girlfriend, then she became my brother's wife, then she became my friend, then she became my business partner, and I have no one in my life that I depend on more than this woman, Denise Dobbs. So um, she's very special to me, and she's recently accomplished a major milestone in her life, which allows her to now do the work that she's been wanting to do for a very long time. So I have her here to tell you about her accomplishment, as well as the work she's getting started. So Denise, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Kim. I'm happy to finally be on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I would like for you to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, the work that you do, the hobbies you have, that kind of thing. Okay, so I'm originally from New York, the Bronx. At age 40, we moved to Pennsylvania. We moved here. We have a house here. That is the time when Kim approached me about helping her with her business. I moved here. She moved to Chicago at about the same exact time. I try not to take that personally. (laughs) Yeah, so she asked me if I would be willing to help her with her business. At the time, I was just doing volunteer work at the school. I continued to work for some people in the Bronx, virtually. Being she's in Chicago and I'm here, it was going to be all internet-based. And basically, that's how I started doing work with her. And eventually, I started doing my own work for other people virtually. And that's what I'm doing now for the last, I would say, it's going on 15 years now, I think. If I had to sum up your professional life in one word, I think I would say self-taught. Because there's been many things that I've asked Denise to do that she said to me, I don't know how to do that. And then a day or two later, she'd call me and she'd say, I figured it out. And that's the kind of person that Denise is. She is completely a problem solver and a self-starter and an initiator. And she's the kind of person I know every business person would like to have in their life. But she's all mine. I don't want to share her. But now she has a business of her own that she really wants to do that's in a different direction. Let's start with your accomplishment. Can you tell us about your struggle and final victory? Most of my life, I have struggled with weight problems. I would say I was an overweight child, probably, you know, I'd say maybe 12, 13. I lost a substantial amount of weight at that time. I can't remember, but it was enough for me at the time. It was probably 25, 30 pounds. Got into my late teens, was thin and stayed thin until probably my early 20s and then went back to struggling with my weight again. So I would say from my early 20s on, it's been a struggle. It's something I've battled most of my life. I've gained, I've lost, haven't really lost real substantial weight and never had real long-term weight loss. So that has been a struggle. And I have always said that when I beat this and when I get this weight off, it would probably be the biggest accomplishment in my life. And I have succeeded to get more than half the weight that I wanted off this year. 
I started February 1st and I decided that this COVID, well, COVID wasn't happening yet. So I just kind of started and was working on it. And then when COVID happened, I realized that this can go one or two ways. I can really work on this being that I'm in a situation now where going out to eat is not an issue shopping, you know, you don't have that external environment inside, you know, going on anymore because you're not getting together with friends, you're not having parties and that type of stuff. So I thought this could go one way or the other. I can either go all out and gain more weight or I can really work on it. And so since then, I've been working on it and I've lost now almost 60 pounds. 60 pounds. I'm almost at 60. I'm literally 56 pounds, if you want the exact number right now. I like to say almost 60 better than than 56. That's amazing. Can you tell us how you did it? First of all, the regular question everybody wants to know, when you lose that much weight, as fast as you did, did you have surgery? No, I didn't have surgery. And if you look at the numbers and you do the math, I averaged five to six pounds a month which is healthy weight loss. It's not fast. It's not drastic. What I did was I just ate properly, shopped for the right foods and made sure that they were in the house. And of course I exercised. So I did exactly what you're supposed to do. I do have a support group. It's a spiritual group at my church. And that has made a huge difference because I think that's a huge part of this kind of journey. I think for me anyway, I find doing it alone is just too lonely. It's a lonely job, losing weight and having people around you, whether it be a friend, a group or a coach to help you with it is really important. And I did get that support from my fellow churchgoers, our weekly group. So is the group specifically for weight loss? Is that what everyone is focused on or does everybody have their own thing that they're doing? It's called First Place for Health and it is a Christian group it is specific to weight loss to an extent. There are people in our group that are not necessarily wanting to lose weight. Some of them have lost the weight already. It's just about health. And their view is your health is four parts. It's mental, it's spiritual, it's emotional, and it's physical. So those all four pieces go together to make your whole health. All of those parts are important. It started out, I started the group in 2018, and it started out as a way for me to just get some community and get back involved in the church. And I wasn't going there really to lose weight. I was going there to just have people of like mind to speak with, figuring I know what I'm supposed to do to lose weight. And most of us do. We all know what we need to do. It's just doing it. But it became so much more. And as I grew with it, it also helped with the weight loss. But again, I worked on the spiritual and emotional and I felt like all my life I've struggled with weight and joined all of these different programs. And not once did I ever work on the spiritual piece. So I thought at this point in my life, maybe that's the missing piece. I've exercised, I've done the diets, and I thought that isn't a piece I've ever worked on. So I thought I'm going to give this a shot. And so that's how it happened. So would you pinpoint that as one of the things that really made a difference, getting your spiritual life in balance and prepped and ready for this big accomplishment? Yes. When I started the new year, I remember wanting to not do this whole going to lose weight this year. You know, I just just didn't want to do that again. So I did the thing that was going around was pick a word for the year. So I decided that I was going to use the word commitment. And what my thought was, I was going to use this word commitment in terms of business, starting 
well, I wouldn't say starting a new business, expanding my home-based virtual business into marketing a little. And what ended up happening is I went to a retreat at the end of January, their first place for help put on it. It was called Body and Soul. And it involved exercise. They have a piece to first place the help. It's really separate, but it's part of the whole helping. So they came together and they did this. And it was just exercising and workshops all weekend. And I went and I get there and there's no TV in the room. And I thought, oh my God, no TV in the room. What am I going to do? So I found myself having a lot. And I actually went a day before they had a special where you can go the day before registration and get there and acclimate yourself and have a long time. So we had a discount and we did that. There wasn't very many people there. So we had the place to ourselves pretty much. And it was really kind of awesome to have the alone time. You know, you can be home and know you need to spend some time alone, but it just doesn't work out really, especially if you've got, you're living with other people, phone rings, things happen. And there I found myself working on my Bible studies and doing a lot of reading and thinking. As the workshop continued through the weekend, I met people, fantastic people, and looking at them and finding out where they were in their journeys and realizing, you know, I can really do this. I can do this. And when I got home, I just said to my husband, as I have said hundreds of times before, that I'm going to do this. And I went into this whole spiel. And I know he was nodding his head thinking, yeah, okay, we'll see, we'll see. And I just started and I just kept going with it. And that in itself, that's how it happened. And I'd like to believe that I was touched there. I think that something happened there. It could be just, it was the right time. I believe that things happen when they happen and it's always when it's supposed to happen. And this was the time that it was supposed to happen for me. I feel like I've been on this journey and there's a reason for the journey. And that journey that I've been on growing led me here. I wasn't supposed to lose weight before this time. There's a reason why it's happening for me now. Do you, do you like know what that it. reason is? Or you're just saying, you know, there is one. I think that I feel that for what I would like to be able to do, I know I needed to go through this journey to learn what I've learned and to be able to help people. As much as I'd like to have done this when I was younger, I, I think it was an important piece to have this 30-year struggle to be able to, to share with people and help people. I've gotten to this place in my life where I really believe that things happen for a reason. You're where you're supposed to be. I really believe that now. I don't think I believe that. I know I didn't believe that when I was a lot younger. And it takes a while. You grow, you learn, and then you're able to share. So that brings me a perfect segue to what is it that you want to do to help others? So you're starting a new business. What are you looking to do? How did you get to this point? And maybe you could even start with what was your passion from the time you were in your teens that led you to wanting to do this? I know you've told me about that in the past. It's a hard thing to share because you wonder how people are going to view you, you know, and I decided I don't care anymore. At the age of 16, me and my mom joined a gym. And this is going back, so we're talking early 80s. This is when gyms just really came into being, you know, that became a big thing. People were going to the gyms. It was a little private gym. It was a small gym. And I couldn't join it myself because I was only 16. So my mother joined with me. And this is back when you wore body suits and leg warmers and all of that stuff. And I remember being in the class and there was a girl and I think of her often. I know what she looks like, but I can't think of her name. 
and I remember her doing an aerobic class and thinking she wasn't skinny. She wasn't like what you would think. She was definitely in shape, but she was built really curvy and nice. I remember thinking, I want to be like her. And my whole life, I have always, despite my weight, I have always been a member of the gym. I've always worked out. I've always tried to do the right thing with my food, but that's always been a struggle. But the working out and going to the gym is something I've consistently done. I've had times when I didn't go to the gym for a while and then I'd go again. So it's always been part of my life. And I decided when I was at this retreat in January, I have been thinking about it for a long time. And anytime I think about what I really want to do, that's it. And I come to a conclusion that, and it was a hard one to actually acknowledge, but I do believe that it is the reason why my weight's been a struggle is because it was fear my whole life that kept me overweight because nobody's going to take an aerobic class or hire a personal trainer that's overweight. You have to be an example. It's like going to a doctor when they're telling you to lose weight and they themselves are obese. You're just not going to take somebody serious. And I believe as much as that's something that I've always wanted to do, staying overweight, if I stay overweight, I can't do it. It's a security blanket. It's a way to stay where I am. I also have been discussing this for about the last year with somebody about trying to do more for older people in our church. And that also kind of led me into this whole doing some exercise, getting into personal training and possibly helping older people, because I believe older people are going to be more likely to go somebody who's a little older. You know, I'm going to be 57, somebody in their 60s, even 50s are not going to relate to somebody in their 20s and 30s as much as they would somebody older and having to have done it lose the weight and take on that challenge at this point in my life is also something that I think would recommend me. So I've decided that I want to go through with that. And I'm a certified coach with Academy of Choice. So I have been playing with coaching. I do some coaching with some people already, but I want to take it more in debt and really do more with it. Because now that I feel I have this behind me, I can definitely, I'm still working on it. Bottom line is I'll always be working on it. It's never going to be something that I'm not going to work on. So I feel that I can definitely offer something to people now at this point in my life. Well, I would agree. 60 pounds in a year is pretty impressive. Even if it's 56, it's still pretty darn impressive. I'll you, be the 60 by the end of the month for that's sure. That's <laughs> right. You've done it and you're continuing to do it. And you haven't had that relapse that you've had before. I know you've told me many times you have this amount of weight that's comfortable to lose, 25, 30 pounds. And then when you hit that, you gradually creep back up to where you started and sometimes even more than where you started, which is very common in coaching because people have these mental set points, which is why losing weight is mental and emotional. You talked about the fear that's emotional. You talked about spiritual and, of course, physical. You can't let go of the physical part, of course. That's part of it. I'm wondering in your coaching program if you will address all four of those aspects that you learned when you were on your retreat, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Will all of that be a part? Yes. I'm still working on the actual coaching program. But yeah, because all those pieces are total health. You can't just address the food, the physical, and even the emotional without touching on the other ones, the spiritual and the mental. 
You have to address all four because they're all total help. I'm kind of working through the program. I'm working on what the process is. Spiritual could be religious, could be whatever it is you want it to be. It doesn't have to be a Bible study. Everybody has that peace usually as they're working in their lives. They have that peace. For me, it was an important piece that I was missing in everything that I had done in the past. As far as the set point, I know you mentioned the mental set point, and there's also the physical set point. I remember being shocked when I went through my Weight Watchers books that I kept. Anybody who's ever done Weight Watchers, most people have lost weight, at least tried it once. I had a couple of years of them, and I went through them, and I realized that every time I hit a certain weight, I went back up. The amazing thing, it was the exact same weight every time. And as soon as I hit it, it went back up. And that really kind of opened my eyes because I had no idea. I found it in at least four different books that I went right back up. So it was like getting past that point instilled some fear, anxiety. I don't know what, but I wasn't going past it. And so when I did get past it this time, it was a big thing for me to get past that and acknowledge that I actually got past it. Losing the 50 was a big one. You know, there was a, quite a few of them. And that's one of the things that I realized there was a lot of these amazing things that happened along the journey. You know, they say, yeah, I got to enjoy the journey because that's what really it's about. And there were these special moments that I just kind of was, you know, they happened and I would just move on. And I realized I wasn't acknowledging them. And I realized I needed to really sit and think about them. And some of them made me cry and get emotional and acknowledge them because they are a big deal. And just like it's not a big deal, it's just not a good way to keep motivated. You have to acknowledge it. If you could say that there's any drawbacks to doing this, what would you say they could be? Have you experienced anything negative? I've kind of had a little bit of the hint of the friend thing. I won't say jealousy. That, that's not the right word. I've had a little bit of that. I'm not sure if I'm just feeling something that's not there, but I know that it's something that can happen. I don't believe it's really going to happen with the friends that I have, but I don't know. Drawback. Honestly, I can't really come up with a drawback. I had an issue with my clothes not fitting. And of course, that sounds like an amazing thing. And it is, but it did induce fear and anxiety. I realized, I mean, that is something that you have to be prepared about because change causes fear and it caused anxiety for me. And thankfully, I recognized what it was with some help and didn't let it derail me. How did you get through those fearful, anxious times? Talking to somebody was very important to me, namely you. (laughs) You helped me get through that. And I did talk in my spiritual group about it because You don't realize it is all good stuff. Some people who don't struggle with weight could not understand why. My daughter was like, why? It's a great thing, mom. And I'm like, yeah, it is a great thing, but it's different. It's different. This is over 30 years of struggling. And now I'm in a place where I can go to my closet and nothing fits me. And that kind of put me in a little scary place. Another thing was getting rid of all my clothes. I never did that before. Anytime I lost weight, I'd hold on to those things just in case was a mantra. Though I didn't say it consciously, I'm pretty sure subconsciously it was this, what if you put on weight and you have nothing to wear? Well, that's just not an option. If it doesn't fit me and it's too big, I got rid of it. 
if this happens and I start to put some weight on, I want those clothes to be tight and I want to feel it. And I want to know that I have to go out now and buy a larger size. So I realized getting rid of those clothes was really, really hard. Even my husband at one point said, do you really think you should get rid of them all? And so when I explained how I felt about it, he said, no, you should get rid of them all. Because then he understood. It's a security blanket. Because if you have those clothes there, it's always like, well, you know, if I gain a little weight, it's no big deal. Again, it's also part of the journey. And maybe some people won't go through that fear. I tend to think if you have a lot of weight and you've been with it for a long time, it's definitely going to be part of your journey. And being prepared for it and know it's going to come is something that's good to do too. And that's something, you know, a coach or and a support group or a friend can help you work through. Somebody to be accountable to and somebody to speak to. As a coach, I would like to say that I recommend coaching. Now that sounds a little self-serving, I know, but you started to allude to the way that some people could be jealous of your success. For example, if you counted on a friend to hold you accountable and they were trying to lose weight too, but they were not having any success, it wouldn't be a conscious thing, but that friend could easily tempt you off of your path so that they have someone alongside them who's experiencing the lack of success that they are. On the conscious level, I'm sure they'd be happy for you, but there is that subconscious pull to keep you the same. I'm all for trying your own resources first, but if you find that you're not getting the support that you really need or you're feeling that jealousy from another person, I would look into coaching. I agree with you on that. The coaching piece is really important, I think, especially when you're first starting, if you need the help, fine. But a lot of times too, there's things you might want to share and you won't want to share it with a friend or you won't even want to share it with a group of people that you see all the time. There are things that I'm not necessarily going to share. So having that coach and having somebody to speak to about things is definitely something I would recommend. Yeah. And your coach is your cheerleader, your accountability partner, and the person whose only agenda in your session is to help you accomplish the goal that you set. They don't have any investment to keep you the same. Their investment is in helping you accomplish your goals. For our listeners, Denise, how would they get a hold of you if they were interested in starting some coaching with you? Okay, it's Denise at motivationandweightloss.com. That's the website, motivationandweightloss.com. You can go there and see my journey. Okay, terrific. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you'll be joining me next week when I'll be talking about the biggest lie in coaching. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.